Hey guys, I just want to thank you guys for joining us here at the Confessional Taco. Today's episode, depression and anxiety and the church. This is my journey through depression and anxiety since the fourth grade. I am 36 and I'm still dealing with it. I hope that this helps some of you. I hope that you reach out to someone if you are struggling with this. Truly hear me say that you are not alone. here at the confessional taco uh we're here with marco hanging out um just having a good old time on a good old day drinking some good old coffee well i'm actually drinking zevia i'm drinking water apparently you're drinking water yeah uh i drank coffee this morning it was good uh i got jitters coffee because hashtag jitters por vida uh which by the way hey jitters i mean if you guys want to hook us up with some coffee we can do some reviews we can hook you up with some people because we're a pretty big podcast i don't know if y'all didn't know that but i mean we're pretty much i think we're like number one in the the valley now oh oh the valley (laughs) is it just the valley you ruined that one sorry (laughs) well we do i'm trying to i'm trying to get some free coffee here ireland Spain and some other country I can't pronounce. One of the stands, Kyrgyzstan. Yeah, Tajikistan. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> That's hilarious. So what's up, Jitters? Shout out to Cheeto and Gabe hooking us up with some good, delicious coffee. And I keep saying that because I want some free coffee. Come on now, hook it up. Free sponsorship, right? Jitters needs to open in McAllen. I know, man. They opened that other one in Mission, like two minutes from the actual shop, Jitter shop. Yeah. It's like, come on now. Anyway. Exactly. It is what it is. How you doing, Marco? You doing good? I'm doing well. I'm posting on our Instagram. Ooh, look at that. We're doing some Instagram stuff. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, I mean, still kind of in semi-quarantine because yeah it's semi lifted we're in, <laughs> we're in phase one <laughs> phase one yeah. of the reopening it's super weird man like traveling and uh like leaving your house like there's a ton of traffic now and like uh people you know so like, i read this article people are going to the plaza mall and like retailers are still not all open and yeah. so they're just like why are you going like what is an 65 year old man stand in line to go into the plaza mall need like what do you need there i know i think i think uh part of it is just people wanting to get out like because there's so much there's so much traffic now it's just like you're not even going anywhere i know for a fact you're not going anywhere or um yeah or interestingly kind of like what we were talking about i was looking for a bourbon and so i wanted to go to fellman's well so i went to fellman's and there's like uh, the parking lot super full, yeah. and uh, hashtag Feldman's. You should totally sponsor us. Come on, Feldman's. And so um, the parking lot is full. People are buying ice and 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 whiskeys and all this sort of stuff, whatever. And uh, and so I'm talking to uh, one of the girls there, and I was like, Why is there so many people here? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> and like, but the thing is, Feldman's uh, like liquor stores were considered essential. Like it's been open. This whole time, it's it never open. closed, 
and never so, close. I've yeah. been there like several times. Yeah, like, but but to because get wine. but because we're officially in phase one, people are like, oh, now we can go. Like, no, it's yeah. been open. <laughs> it's been open, homie. Dude, last <laughs> time I went, when was it? it? Was probably a couple of days ago. There was this couple that was there, and uh, they turned them away because the dude didn't have a mask, and the guy got like all pissed. And this is previous to to the reopening, right? Where masks were still required. Yeah, like everywhere. And so, like, he got all super, like, super mad. He was just like, no, nah, like, I have the right to... And, like, Philip is like, uh, nah, man. <laughs> See you later. Nah, dog. So he just... Yeah, nah, dog. Sorry. Yeah. So he just, like, walked out with his girlfriend. It was so funny to watch. Yeah, man, people it's, get... It's dumb. People get all crazy right now, man. People, people need to stop. That's what people need I to think, do. Just stop. Yeah. It's just, like, everybody, depend, regardless of how you feel, it's just like, just stop. Yes. Just shut yeah. up. Yeah. Regardless of what way you're looking at this, like, you, there's, this is not a fighting point. Like, yeah. this is just like, hey, you do you, boo, and just be fine. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I, you and I have already talked about this. Like, I'll probably be wearing a mask for a while, and I probably won't be going to places gonna, for gonna a bit. I'm going to pull your mask off. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> like when you least but, expect it I'm just gonna pull it down <laughs> I start I start hyperventilating oh <laughs> uh, that's hilarious that's not funny that's not funny it's gonna be all. hilarious <laughs> I can't wait it's gonna be so fun it's gonna be so fun freaking you out freaking you out no don't do it but- Marco <laughs> <laughs> Like that one person at HTB that just stares you down if you get like a little too close. Yeah. That's dumb. Stop, stop getting close to me. I, mean, I wouldn't I get do. so close if you would move. Just get yeah. your groceries and go. Get get your stuff and keep moving. Like no one's, tell, no one's telling you to hang out yeah. and play with your iWatch while you're looking at grocery stuff. Like yeah. come on now, just move. And on top of that, like um, I felt that way before quarantine. What do you get Dude, out of here? Yes, a hundred percent. You know what's one of the things that I wish we will always keep from now on? That social distancing is like like uh, like those little squares, like at gas yeah. stations and stuff. Yeah. Keep those little squares. Yeah. I don't want you super close to me, right? And I don't want to be super close to you. I just want to get here, get my chips, move on with life. Like, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It doesn't even work at H E B. Well, no, yeah, because there's aisles and yeah. people like park their stuff in the middle of the aisle and then start going up and down the aisle like that's it's some what track was, marathon. Yeah, that's what was frustrating me today. It's super frustrating. It's super dumb. Gosh, people are dumb. Especially when they're like parking their cart. Like I was telling you, parking their cart in other <laughs> pieces of food and then they're trying, they're getting something completely different. I hate that. That's hilarious. Like they're parking it at the peanut butter section, but they're going to the condom, the ketchup section that's yeah. on the other side. Yeah, they park it in peanut butter, but they're getting like ketchup, and you're just like, I just need some peanut butter, man. <laughs> I just need some peanut butter. What are you doing? Just let me get my peanut just butter. You don't understand how much I need my peanut butter. Yeah, man. Or like today, I was standing behind the, this couple who's getting avocados, and uh, and so the wife is like figuring out which avocados to get. And her husband is just standing behind her, like with his arms crossed. Like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing there? Yeah. And then they had their like, cart. Okay. They had their cart right next to them, and so they were blocking everything else I needed. They were blocking the poblano peppers. They were blocking the tomatillos, and um, and, uh, the, yeah, and, yeah. The, and the red bell peppers. And uh, and so I'm just I'm there. I'm waiting, and um, 
she walks away with like two or three avocados and her like <laughs> bouncer husband. I was like, what are you doing? Balancer. Husband. What are you doing? You just wasted everybody's time. Like we're all technically infected. You're such a jerk. Yeah. I hate you. And, oh, um, that's too funny. you know, and, uh, <laughs> and so, um, so I get the peppers, I get the avocados and then there's this other dude. He parks his cart in front of the tomatoes, but he's getting poblano peppers, which are like four crates down. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> just go to the poblanos. Yeah, man, just get the poblanos, dude. Or like I told you about That's that one guy cool. who had a mask on, and he, you know, like I told you, it's, it's oh, yeah. so stupid. So it's the zucchini squash and then you got the mexican squash and then you got the yellow squash he puts his cart in front of the zucchini squash he's opening a bag in front of the mexican squash and he's staring at the uh yellow squash and so i go to get the yellow squash and he's like huh. he looks like how dare you how dare you get two feet from within me like, get away i should have just kicked his cart he had one of those i just, just like f you man just yeah you want some zucchini pat pat and that's not like the whole social distancing has only frustrated me even more just because of that like i i was already like that before quarantine like i have my i have my route i know where i'm gonna go at h-e-b i know what i need um i'm not there to gaze i don't like talking to people i'm just i want to come home because i want to eat my food i just want to eat my food right so let me get my food so i can go eat it yeah just let me get my food and there's this dude there yeah Dude, I, I like that's one of those places where I go in and I know exactly the layout, so I'm gonna get what I need to get and I'm gonna get out as soon as I can. Yeah. It's the same just thing at Costco. You just do it. I do a horseshoe. That's it. You just do a horseshoe. There you go. That's a horseshoe. <laughs> that's it. You go to the produce, then to the meat, then to dairy, then on the other side it's like dog food. Yeah. A horseshoe. Yakabaste. Yeah. The only time I go into the aisles is when I need and I already know what I need. It's only when I need peanut butter. Certain kind of spices or like uh, like like baking stuff or oatmeal. Yeah. That's it. No more. No more freaking people. No more. <laughs> what else frustrates me about H E B? Oh, okay. So I go. I go. You are I'm, so frustrated, dude. I I go uh, to my truck. I'm gonna go put the groceries in. And you know how they have those stations where you put your carts back in so that they. Oh can yeah, pick yeah, up, yeah. Right? Um, everybody is leaving their cart because of the whole social distancing slash germs, right? Um, rather than pushing their cart into that little, I don't know what you would want to call it. Um, I guess corral. Yeah, into that little corral. They're just leaving their carts around it. And so dude, now the yes, cart, oh my gosh. Oh, that makes me so mad. I know. Dude, I don't, so I put, e- don't even. Dude, don't, I put oh. my groceries away. I put my cart. And uh, without touching other people's carts, I was able to corral like four. Just if you maneuver yes. it, like maneuver it correctly, you'd that's be all fine. All you gotta do, friggin' people, so an, or, or, or like when they leave it like in the parking slot. Oh my gosh, yes. Like, you dude, just finished walking like half a mile in H E B. You can't walk an extra twenty feet. Yeah, and it, and then <laughs> when it's right next to the corral too, it's like literally it's right there. Yes, like it's right. There, yeah. God, yeah, it's so annoying. It makes me so aggravated. I hate that. I hate. Like, um, if just put your shopping carts in the cart, people. Seriously, Gosh, in the corral, it doesn't take Jesus. that much. I it hate doesn't. um when like it's an empty parking lot and you park, 
and then someone parks next to you, even though the parking lot's empty. Like, you could have parked wherever you wanted. Yes. Why would you park next to me? And then right, right next to you. Yes. Like, it's not, it's not, like, they're almost on the line or over it. It happens all the time. It's like, it's like when dudes go to the restroom for the urinal, like, dude, skip a, skip a, skip a urinal. Skip a urinal. Or flush. Just literally, it's just, (laughs) just, it's a little lever, bro. Just flush. (laughs) Just flush it. Goodness gracious. (laughs) It's horrible. (laughs) Things that quarantine makes people do. Yeah. I mean that happens without quarantine. Those are just it's people, awful. man. I think those are, those just, are just people. people. It's just amplified now in quarantine. And people, are like, oh, yeah. I can't touch the carts because of germs. Like, shut up. Shut up. You can like I, again. I caught like four carts just maneuvering mine so yeah. that the HEB helper lady wouldn't have to, you know, corral all these other right. stray carts. That's the way people should be thinking about it. It's like, hey, I'm helping her out so that she can help me out. Yeah. While I grab a cart next time. Yeah. Easy, done so deal. Dumb, dude. Why you gotta be jerks about it? Gosh. Yeah, it's annoying. Makes me so mad. It's annoying. Super annoying. Whatever. I hate it. And that's that's it for the podcast. We're done. That's it. This is a rant. This is <laughs> just a freaking. People. It was a it was a rant on carts and H E B. Or like um, uh, when I was coming out of H E B, you know how uh, Delias Delias uh, for those of you listeners Delias is a uh, place that makes tamales like all year oh, round. Yeah. Um, the line went out onto the the tenth street. Oh my gosh! And it and it, it like it wraps around itself. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's crazy. I was like, come on, guys. that line is massively long. Like in the time it takes you to order them, you could have made the masa yourself. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, okay, if you like them, that's awesome. I mean, they're not that good. Yeah. Like I, for me to wait in line for an hour, exactly. No, Man, I'll just wait till Christmas. Yeah. they taste better at Christmas anyway. They always taste better at Christmas. <laughs> Gives you something to open up too, so it's a win-win. <laughs> it's it's super dumb, dude. It gets me so frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> this is also why I don't go. Um, like not don't Rebecca and I don't go grocery shopping a lot anymore. We used to when we first got married and when we were dating. Um, well, I take it back. Not so much grocery shopping, but like shopping in general. Rebecca is uh, the way she refers to it. She's a she's a, uh, a what is it like a textile shopper? In other words, she has to touch. Okay. She has to. She has to yeah. See what, and I'm just like I already know what it feels like. Let's go. Yep. I'm ready. <laughs> I know what a peanut butter jar feels like. Let's yeah. go. I know what peanut butter tastes like. You never had peanut butter. <laughs> you never had peanut butter before. It's delicious. It's delicious. <laughs> and she's like, well, I don't know if I want this one or that one. I'm like, what? We always get the same one. It's the same one. It's the same Peter Pan. <laughs> It's not Peter Pan version two. It's not Peter Pan version two. They didn't update it. <laughs> the new and improved Peter Pan. Yeah. It's not PP2. It's the same one. <laughs> PP2. <laughs> 
too. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, man. It's not going to have different notes. It's not going to have different notes. <laughs> oh, it's going to taste <laughs> oh, that was good. I'm crying. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. It's going to be the same thing. You're going to get the same stuff. You're going to get the same jar. You're going to get the same water. You're going to get the same vegetables. Hey, Goodness gracious. That's it. Just move on. Just move on. Gosh. Oh, that hurt. That hurt my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I've been running a lot. Yeah, that's sad. It is, man. Um, I've been doing. <laughs> why I do you it do is, it, man? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let me tell you why. I've um, I'm I started doing it just because, like, well, you know, like, jujitsu is not open and gyms aren't open yet, and so I was like, well, it'll give me something to do um, as far as like working out goes or whatever cardio goes. Um, I borrowed some dumbbells from you and that sandbag, which has been super awesome. Um, to use for like uh, quote unquote strength, right? Because I don't have weight. You don't have strength. Because <laughs> I got no strength. Uh, I mean, yeah, that too. Um, you're the one that say it, you're like quote unquote strength because you know I don't have. And I was like, wait, you know. Well, have you strength? didn't. You didn't let me finish the sentence, jerk. <laughs> um, but I've been. I kept it going because I'm recognizing that like it. Um, I feel a lot more clear when I'm done with the run. Like I like if I start like, I don't know, feeling anxious or start feeling like off, um, I'll go for a run, like a quick mile and and like I'll feel better. So what I'll do is um I'll run near Second Street mm-hmm. and I park my car and I'll do the run and come back and then I'll turn on my car and just sit in my car, like with the door open and just listen to some podcast or whatever and it just clears my head. Um, so that's been super helpful and it's been, um, one of the things that has really surprised me because like, honestly, like I shouldn't be running cause I have like a bad hip, um, like a bad knee. I have a bad foot. Basically I'm like 97 years old, stuck in a 36 year old body. Right. <laughs> and so, <laughs> but it's been like mentally, it's been really, it's been really helping me out. And, um, I know that riding my bike had done that before, but uh, someone's son used my bike and now it's broken. Uh, I'm not going to mention any names, but he hurt his toe last week. Was that um, Seth? Seth messed yeah. up your bike? Yes. You don't remember that? No. It happened a long time ago. We were I at your mean, house. I remember he rode it because he had never yeah. ridden a, a road bike before, but I, what did he do? He jacked up the the chain and the sprocket and the the brakes. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, and so I haven't gotten it fixed because every time, like, I mean, it's an old, it's from like 2010. I've had it for like eight years, Um, but um, I actually posted about it on my Instagram, and Jonah was like, "Hey, let me try to fix it." So Jonah's gonna try to fix it, which is really cool. Um, But every time I go get it like updated or fixed, they're like, "Hey, man, why don't you just just buy a new one?" Like, because bikes usually have a lifetime lifespan of like six to seven years around there. and so I was like, well, I mean, it's a 2010 bike. I should get a new one, but they're pricey, man. So I'm not, I'm not touching that. Um, but I can't remember the last time I bought a bike. Yeah. They're super pricey. My brother um, gave me the one I have and then I gave it to Seth. <laughs> Hand-me-downs are the best. Yeah. I mean, it, 
apparently it was an expensive bike. Yeah, it, I mean, a good bike will last you a while. Like this one, again, has lasted me lasted me a long time. Um, but I do update it every like two three years, mm-hmm. and so they're like, you know, just get yourself a new one because with every update you're making, you might as well just get a right. new one. And I'm like, no, because I, I like the way it looks. Honestly, I think it. Not, and and I mean, it's the bike that took me to a bunch of places. So, I, anyway, all that to say, without my bike, I'm doing running. And it's been really helpful, like, mentally for me. And so that's why I keep doing it. So every day this week, I mean, it's since Monday. Excuse me. And just for reference, we're, this is on a Sunday. We're recording on Sunday. Um, since Monday, I ran a total of, including today, of like 17 miles. That's dumb. It's been awesome. It's been super helpful, man. Your face. That's that's just stupid. Just don't do that anymore, bro. But I get that. I get. I mean, working out. Um, I mean, it helps with with anxiety. It helps with uh, a bunch of other different things, not just your physical health, but it certainly helps with uh, your mental health. Yeah, which is what, which is why, like, I've been continuing. And honestly, I'm I'm even debating getting some running shoes. What? You don't have, you have like 400 pairs of shoes and not one of them are running. Correct. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's dumb. I'm pretty the sure you have shoe? running shoes. You the just don't want to use them as running shoes. I bit. No, the running, oh, the running no. shoes I do have, I, cause I do have a pair of Puma running shoes. I got at Ross for $20 three years ago. So those are the ones I'm using. Yeah. So you do have running shoes. Yeah, but they're jacked up. Now I want some new ones. I guess. Dude, you don't, you don't even know me. I do. Gosh. I know you have so many pairs of shoes. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I could find some <laughs> pair of running shoes. No, I really don't have running shoes. What about your CrossFit Nanos? You don't have Nanos anymore? No. I gave those out. Hmm. I gave all three pairs away. And then my... Nike CrossFit shoes I gave well first of all those really suck for running the Metcons but I gave those away as well oh there you go okay hey man I get and I give I get and I give yeah I don't have running shoes that's what I do yeah but you don't run you hardly walk I walk I just don't run (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but we already talked about this. Your your idea of cardio is lifting heavy stuff really fast. Yeah. I can't do and I that. Do it, and I do it in vans. And you do it in vans. Or, or barefoot. barefoot with, yeah, or barefoot. Yeah. So I do prefer when I do lift weights to lift barefoot. Mm-hmm. When I do lift weights, which is not, not a lot. Which is never. <laughs> it's just hardly Because apparently ever. you don't have any strength. Yeah. That's only because you don't let me finish my sentence. So in your face. It's only because I'm weak. <laughs> It's only because it's true. If you'd let me finish, you'd learn about my weakness. <laughs> if you let me finish, you'd, you'd know that I'd say the same thing you just said. Just let no. me finish my sentence. We're, we're going into like 23 minutes and we have not talked about what we're going to talk about. Oh, yeah. We're going to be talking about depression and anxiety. <laughs> All that to say... <laughs> <laughs> Feeling depressed, this podcast is for you. <laughs> That's awful. I should not be laughing about it. Hey, just as a heads up, 
Um, I struggle with depression and anxiety and I have since fourth grade. And so that's what we're going to be talking about. So I can laugh about it. So in your face. Yes. Um, all right, Marco, ask me your questions. What do you, what, Oh yeah. I don't have any. Do okay. All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> the one, we discussed this previously. Yeah. The one time you're going to ask questions. Oh, I have questions. About, Hey, calmate, calmate, I have calmate. questions. It's going to be hilarious Orale. when you get stumped because I'm going to be like, yes, exactly. You don't know. Okay. Uh, yes. So today yeah, we're going to be talking. Probably will get stumped. We're talking about depression, anxiety, but it's kind of a um, encompassed under just mental health. But nevertheless, depression, anxiety, we're going to talk about. Um, <clears throat> okay. So for our listeners, uh, here's where I, where I would like to start. Um, okay. How... Now, let me back that up. Um, back it up. Back it up. Back it up. Okay, so when it comes to depression, um, what isn't depression? I think I'd rather That's start That's a good question. What yeah, isn't what depression? Isn't depression? Uh, what it's, uh, depression is not a feeling. Uh, depression is not um, something that can just easily go away. Depression is also not sadness. I think there's a big difference between sadness and depression, much like there's a big difference between happiness and joy. Mm-hmm. Um, sadness is, uh, for a moment, it, fl- it like circumstantial. goes away. It's circumstantial. Uh, depression is much deeper than that. Um, again, the best way to describe it on the opposite end of the spectrum is the differences between happiness and joy. Mm-hmm. So then, That's what I would say. Okay, yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, I, I particularly like that it's not just feeling sad or something like like an emotion yeah and, and i mean you it's depression is not uh sadness it's not just sadness it's more than that it's not an emotion it's deeper it is um ingrained almost yeah so then as a result what is depression okay or how would you define so, depression the way i would define depression is um scientifically it's a chemical imbalance within the brain um but that's just I, I don't know like for me that's a cop out just because I, I I really relate to my emotions I carry my emotions on my sleeve a lot um, <clears throat> excuse me I think the best way for me to describe what uh, depression is um, it's just an a constant um, it's an anvil tied to your leg when you're trying to float just cut it off I know. Just untie it. I wish I just cut your leg off. Just cut your leg off. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's good. What would you say um, uh, to individuals who do struggle with emo- uh, with with emotion? Uh, with individuals who do struggle with depression. <laughs> with individuals who do struggle with depression, like um, uh, I suppose, what is maybe no, no? Let me back it up again. Individuals who back don't necessarily struggle with depression. What is it that you would want many of them to to understand concerning depression and how they engage, you know, friends, family who who suffer from depression? Sure, that's actually a really hard question for me to answer because I, if, if I'm saying like the God is truth is I don't know, mm-hmm. like I really don't know. It's it's just it's so uh, subjective, like to the person. Uh, what might feel good for one person may not be the right thing for another. Um, and so I would say like sitting down and talking to the person in a very open conversation saying, what can I do? Or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, how can I serve you in those moments? Um, 
would be the best thing to go about uh, to, to, to the best way to go about it um, and then there's the other end of the spectrum where uh, like it's I don't know man it's just really it's it's really difficult like I people need to understand that um, at least in the church culture that it's not a sin mm-hmm. um, so there's that uh, that it's not like something easy um I like I can't give an easy answer even to your question right mm-hmm. there you know like it's it's just so uh, it's a spider web of things it's just got so much mm-hmm. so um, I couldn't give you a concrete answer even for that what do you know. think are some of the <laughs> misunder so this kind of goes back to what depression isn't but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking of a couple what do you think are some of the misunderstandings of of depression that 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 people who may not struggle with depression what are some of the misunderstandings that they have can you repeat that last part that people i couldn't hear you i'm sorry yeah no people who may not struggle with depression right um what do you think are some of the misunderstandings some of the myths that they have concerning depression okay so one of the biggest myths is that uh, like your first question right what's the difference between uh, like the sadness and depression right so um, I had an I had a conversation when one, with one of our uh, dudes from church <clears throat> asking that like uh, you know like straight up asking me like well why don't you just stop feeling like that uh, it's because it's not an emotion it's not a feeling it's it's a weight it's mm-hmm. it's an anvil you know it um, and so that's one of the things uh, that is constantly it's a, it's a, i mean it's mis it's a massive misconception that you can just stop feeling that way mm-hmm. like in an instant another massive misconception is that it's a sin right like oh you don't you're not praying enough you're not reading the bible enough you're not in tune with god enough you're not listening to the holy spirit enough um and so there's that it's a, it's an a de- it's a demonic attack you know right. like um that's an, another misconception especially within the church <clears throat> Um, if you struggle with depression or anxiety in the church, you're you're a sinner. Um, you know you're 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 clearly not where you're supposed to be with God because Scripture says that you know you should be happy, you should experience joy, and and oftentimes people don't understand that joy uh, is again different than happiness, and mm-hmm. so you can be sad, you can experience depression. Mm-hmm while experiencing joy simultaneously mm-hmm. uh, like for example a, a good example for me would be um, I'm joyful that I'm no longer who I was but I'm depressed because of who I was previous to who I am like you know mm-hmm. what I mean like mm-hmm. it's this like it's this convoluted like um, fog mm-hmm. in, in in your mind um, I think another misconception is that um, Anxiety and depression always looks the same way. Anxiety is like freaking out, um, and depression is like, oh, woe is me. Mm-hmm. But like, there's high functioning anxiety. There's high functioning depression. Um, you know, there's uh, there's all these different ways that depression and anxiety can um, be seen. Um, just to give you an example, like with my students. Uh, I know that they're experiencing anxiety when they tell me, hey, my stomach hurts, Mm -hmm. you know, like, um, or even like with me, like, um, like I, I've 
been going to counseling since the fourth grade. I've been taking medication since the fourth grade on and off. And uh, right now I'm in counseling again and I'm on medication again. Um, and so like I'm able to function, you know, mm-hmm. I'm able to um, talk to people. I'm able to go running. I'm able to teach a class virtually um, all while still feeling depressed or anxious um so i think those are some of the biggest misconceptions at least that i have experienced with people uh that you can just change from a whim like from one instant to the next you should feel fine like if you tell me the why um then you should be okay because you've already said the why or like you should know why you're feeling like this that's another one like you should always know why you're feeling depressed it's like no like that's uh, that's not true, you know. I I, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm feeling like this. I can tell you I'm feeling like this, but I don't right. know why, you know. So now we start that examining process. Okay, so let's examine why. Uh, well, it could trace all the way back to infancy. It could trace to two minutes ago, you know. Like we just, it's 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 a it takes it's a process. Sure. And people don't understand that the process is important as well. So I think that's what. I would say about that. So in light of some of the things that you were talking about, like particularly, Hey, this isn't a sin, right? Like this is a a state of mind. Sometimes, uh, this is a condition. Um, there's, so there's that sometimes it's really difficult to kind of get away from this. And, and, uh, um, because it's a weight that kind of walks along alongside me. Right. At what point, uh, it's going to sound weird. So I'll kind of explain it after I ask it. Right. So like at what point, point does for instance the state of depression or the condition of being depressed at what point does it become dangerous so so for instance like an individual and i'm not just suggesting you anybody an an individual who struggles with depression who regularly chooses to isolate themselves isolate themselves from community, isolate themselves from like some of the things that we've talked about from like examining and even evaluating. Right. Um, would that be an example of, of depression becoming dangerous for an individual? I asked that because, um, so my wife, Rebecca has struggled with depression since she was in high school. And, um, one day she said something that was kind of profound. Doesn't mean she doesn't struggle with it, but she said something that was kind of profound because when we got married, I didn't understand the why. I was like, I, I don't, yeah. you know, what led to this, blah, blah, blah. Um, and there are some days where uh, it's a struggle for her, but she, it's similar to what you said a while ago, like she keeps moving forward. Uh, and one of her reasons was um, I can choose to kind of loathe or I can choose to kind of stay here or as I'm experiencing this, I can still move forward with my life. Like I can still do the things I need to do. I can still invite individuals into this. I can still, um, uh, take care of my responsibilities X, Y, and Z. And no, in the background, kind of like an app that runs in the background, I feel this way. Right. But that isn't going to keep me from, you know, moving forward. That doesn't mean that there aren't, that there isn't this time where, she stops and she's kind of evaluating it or examining herself and evaluating that that doesn't mean that doesn't happen but in light of 
her being depressed or struggling with depression, she still she still takes action. So going back to the question, at what point does depression or at what point can depression become dangerous for in the, the for the individual in light of the decisions they're making? Sure. I'm going to try to answer that with three points, like uh, three bullets. Like number one, I think it's important for us to understand that sometimes being alone is the best thing that they can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that that's super helpful for me, like mm-hmm. going uh, on a run alone. Um, sure. I mean, I, I don't, um, people need to understand that it's not always going to be fixed with community. Mm-hmm. Um, it's commu- I'm not saying community is not important. I'm saying it's not always going to be fixed by it um, mm-hmm. because that's just the way it is. And so uh, even like for people like me, like that I struggle with it. And then on top of that, I'm also an introvert. Like I feel much more comfortable alone. I feel much more comfortable at my house, um, without people around me. Right. That doesn't again, negate the importance of community. So please do not hear me say that. Um, so that's number one. Number two, uh, I think that, um, like for example, with your wife, Rebecca, I think people understanding that, um, they, it, it can become dangerous when we stop at just the stain there. Like we stop at the, we're not going to examine it and try to like move forward. Mm-hmm. It becomes dangerous when we just live there, mm-hmm. when it like, this is all that there is. Mm-hmm. And I think that the reason why we stay there is two reasons. Number one, we feel like it's just going to be even more of a burden if we talk to people and number two, uh, I think people do make people feel like a burden when we talk to them, mm-hmm. right? And so it, it, it needs to be uh, a collective, uh, and everybody needs to be on the same page. Kind of like, um, so I've been watching a lot of Dog Whisper, right? And so he's talking about how you're going to be the pack leader. And the only way that you're going to be the pack leader, if you're in a couple, if you're in a household of a family, like is by everybody being on the same page so that this dog understands, mm-hmm. right? And so... Um, everybody needs to be on that same page so that the person that's struggling with it can feel comfortable enough to bring it up and not feel like they're being a burden and not feel like they're going to be denied and not feel like they're just going to cost something else, right? And so it needs to be both sides. Um, again, the person struggling with it and the person that uh, is not struggling with it coming together in order to feel much more comfortable to move forward because it does become dangerous when it's just you alone forever, Mm-hmm. Like it's definitely dangerous, but I think that's a result of not, an, it's not, um, it's not a choice that the person is making. I think it's a massive, uh, it's a massive result of how they've been made to feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and that could be just because you're not talking to the right people. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I would not hold a friendship with someone that, uh, would make fun of, or, um, I guess, uh, deny the truth of my depression, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like, like I talk to you about it because you don't deny it. Like mm-hmm. you allow me to think through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to hold uh, a friendship with someone that thinks that I'm just in sin or, right. you know, like, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Does that answer the question? Mm-hmm. Cool. What was the third thing? Was that, I did, I did pretty sure I did give three. I didn't give three. No, you give you gave Number three. Two, the second awesome. one had had two sub points. Oh, maybe that's what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. Number three, so, stay awesome. So, I guess going to the first <laughs> one, you were just like, "Hey, um, you know, community isn't always the fix, right?" But yeah. there is even going with what you said there. In addition to your second point, 
There is, however, a difference between like alone time and isolation. Like in the first point, you said, "Hey, community is not always the, the the fix." I like being alone. I like going to go get going for a run. And the truth is, like um, diving into uh, physical exercise, diving into other hobbies, diving into other things. One, uh, many counselors would say that's actually a really good thing because you're entrusting your depression and or anxiety. You're entrusting uh, that over to the Lord because you're not distracted when you go run or, you know, you're, you're able to invest your time and energy into, into something else, even if it's for a moment. It doesn't mean it cures it, but for that moment, you're able, it's almost like you get a break from it. Yeah. Um, and so, so there's that. But then in your second point, you talk about how there needs to be this coming together of yes. uh, individuals who, who want to not only learn to empathize, uh, but also be able to care for you and and vice versa so there's a difference between getting some alone time getting me to unwind to process this and isolation yeah i think the isolation part uh again i honestly i feel strongly that the isolation part is a result of how people make people with what i struggle with feel Mm -hmm. um i i firmly believe that um however the person feeling that needs to find help by not uh but by going putting themselves out there you know like mm-hmm. uh if all else fails like a counselor that's somebody that's mm-hmm. community you know mm-hmm. like that's someone that can help you out and so yeah i think they're uh, i think isolation is is definitely at that point like it's a lot more dangerous than your alone time for sure yeah 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 so cool. that's what i would say but again like finding help um like one of the struggles and the one of the struggles that i have is um I hate it when people try to talk to me about what I struggle with using scripture. If I'm being really honest, mm-hmm. like, uh, like, oh, you just need to read more. You need to pray this prayer. You need to, you know, this and that. Well, David did this, you know, I'm mm-hmm. like, man, I know the Psalms left and right. Like, I know this, you know, it, yeah, David's a prime can. That's not prime. Huh? That's not pride. That, you know, that is pride and boom, in your face. Um, <laughs> Uh, David was a prime candidate for Prozac. You know, homeboys sure. struggle with like massive bipolarness. Mm-hmm. Martin Luther was considered to be bipolar. Like these are real things, and so um, it, it, that doesn't negate like a relationship with God. And yeah. and so I I really um, I separate, uh, and, and maybe this is wrong, but this is how it's been working out for me lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I separate my struggles with that, and I put it all on like my counselor who's not a Christian and I, and I don't think I'll ever go to a Christian counselor ever mm-hmm. um, because if I want help from that person I'd rather go to you who are like you know or a pastor like mm-hmm. but that's for different stuff like yeah. I mean you, you and I have had that conversation yeah. of like hey man I can only help you so much yeah. I can give you what I know my answers yeah. are from scripture and this yeah. is that um, but as far as everything else, like, man, you may need to see like a counselor for that. Cause I'm not a counselor. So in that, like, where do you think, where do you think a line exists? Cause I, I, I hear, I hear like three different things. So where do you think a line exists between, um, knowing that you're knowing that you're experiencing or yeah, knowing that you're experiencing depression, let's just word it that way knowing that you're experiencing depression knowing that others don't necessarily know how to 
potentially relate or communicate. So therefore, they they go to what they know. Doesn't necessarily mean it's the most encouraging or unencouraging. They're just going to what they know. Right. Um, three, going to understanding like what I might need. Like where is there uh, a line of of for instance, like of 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 uh, almost pride um, for the individual who does struggle with with depression. Now, what well, like I think that's that's one of the other dangers that can happen as a result of not maybe engaging depression in a in a healthy way. Because I think you're right. Like the the psalmist in Psalm 42 says, um, "Why am I so depressed? Why am I so downcast? Right, my tears yeah. have been my food day and night." Um, and so, so depression certainly is a real thing and we see the authors of scripture engage it, right? Uh, and it doesn't mean it goes away either, but they engage it where, where, um, where does the, the person who wrestles with depression become prideful? That's a great question. I think, uh, I can speak, speak from my experience only. I think it becomes prideful when, um, I get angry at the people that are using what they only know. Right. right. And I, I think you and I had a conversation previously to this about, um, this one dude that was trying to find out more about it. And the yeah. question, like they were like, they were just bringing up scripture, this and that. And so I had to catch myself, uh, and saying like, ha ha ha, you like, you don't know, right? Like right. you need to do your research, go to Google. Um, cause previous to this, like I definitely would have answered that way. Um, but instead, like I let them speak and then I would, and then I shared, um, uh, because at at least from my experience with these, these people, like it's been because they do want to know, you know? And so that changes it, you know, that definitely changes it. Uh, but I think for the individual that struggles with depression, they need to understand too, that like a a lot of people are ignorant is sounds is always has a negative connotation but a lot of people are ignorant about what you're going through Mm -hmm. and so sometimes when they're sharing something with you it's simply because they want to somehow know something about what you're going through Mm -hmm. um and so the pride comes into where like no you don't get it you won't ever get it so i'm just not going to talk to you about Mm -hmm. it right and so uh i that that is a thin line too because you know it's it's just easier to not talk to people uh, about it when people come at you with the same thing over and over and over and over mm-hmm. and over and over and over and over. Like I've been hearing the same scriptures. I've been hearing the same prayers. I've been hearing the same things yeah. for 15 plus years. Right. Like it gets tiresome. Yeah. And so I personally do need to check my heart when people ask, you know. Yeah. Like, cause right away I'm like, well, what are you going to say? I, yeah. I, you know what? Let me give you the scriptures that you're going to give me. Right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so yes, that's prideful. Um, you know, luckily, um, the people that have asked, you know, a couple of times, a couple months ago, um, like they were just wanting to learn. Yeah. And so like, I had to check my pride at that point for yeah. sure. Cause it's, it's a thin line. Um, yeah. Cause so. I think there's, I think there's one of the things I've seen is like, there is this re so there is certainly the reality of for instance depression and anxiety and what those actually are and then number two um is like the season of life for instance of of our church at storehouse mccallan individuals who genuinely want to learn and apply what they know not just so that they would not for the purpose of fixing but for the purpose of understanding 
Yes. And um, and so because there's a difference, I think. Anyway, and and so I think one of the things that that can make some of those things difficult is um, having an individual who has uh, had previous experience with how people engage them, right? Like um, thinking that these individuals are going to engage the same way. And, yeah. and the idea here is like, I, I actually want to learn. And I think that's like, not just within the church, but I think that's also some of the irony that comes with depression that individuals are like, man, I just want people to understand. And then there are people who are trying to understand whether and they don't allow it to happen. Yeah. They don't allow <laughs> it to happen. And yeah. so sometimes depression does get chalked up. Uh, and I'm not saying this is good. Um, but sometimes depression just gets chalked up to feeling melancholy and sad. Yes. And, and and because there's a lack of engagement from one of the parties. Uh, yeah. so and so I think there's 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 a both and in the sense of hey some people need to um better understand that depression and anxiety are real and it's like okay cool well individuals who may struggle with depression and anxiety you need to teach hey those right. who don't okay keep asking questions. Uh and yeah. there's certainly going to be areas where both are going to um fall short um yes and because they're gonna fall short i think it's all the more reason to engage rather than to to pull away absolutely because the, the one who the one that. who doesn't necessarily understand is gonna be like okay well i don't like i mean even previous to to to, to me being married like oftentimes like when it came to depression it was like yeah that's just sad because oftentimes it was only described as that it was like yeah. uh, just this really deep I'm feeling sad. of sadness, and it was like, well, then stop. Like it's yep. getting annoying. Um, uh, and then on the other side, well, I don't, I, you know, I feel misunderstood. I feel undervalued. But there wasn't this like connection of dis- there wasn't any discipleship going on. Yeah, you know. And so um, I think that's one of the areas where I think as the church we certainly need to grow in. Um, but discipleship takes it. it it takes more than one individual. Yes. Yeah. I yeah, definitely. I think um I think not just in the church itself but like in life like people there's a lot of a lot of catching up to do. Uh but the church is further behind than those not in the church, right? Like and so I think there's a failure to engage properly within the church simply because um, of education and I think that that's um, I think that the church struggles with uh, gaining education because of pride and I think that those that are willing uh, that, that need to give the education also struggle with it because of pride yeah. you know and so uh, I think it needs to come together I think the church needs to be a lot more open I think the church needs to speak a lot more about it on the pulpit um, as what it is this is in, in literal mental illness right and so uh people aren't going to understand it if we don't speak about it and if we're not going if we don't speak about it um it's just going to get worse yeah well, i would and i so, would argue like the church needs to engage it biblically because clearly things like depression and anxiety exist in the pages of scripture again we yeah. see the psalmist writing about it in psalm 42 yeah um, engage it biblically but also fully understanding that it's not going to be fixed by doing a prayer well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that it's supposed to be fixed. I'm talking about just engaging it. Yes. And yeah. so, because um, sometimes engaging both for the, for the individual who doesn't necessarily understand and for the individual who struggles, engaging to better understand is just going to help. 
that doesn't necessarily yes. mean that it's fixed. Because again, you said it yourself, depression is a condition. So it's not this problem to that 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 is going to be fixed within these four steps. But right. if we're able to engage it biblically and allow the teachings of Scripture to help us better understand uh, us as image bearers, us as individuals, believers who uh, where where the Holy Spirit takes residence in then we're able to better understand one another. We're able to better um, disciple one another. We're better able to, um, yeah, we're better able to maybe even turn to the Lord in the midst of those things actually happening. Sure. Um, Again, doesn't mean that it's dismissed, and it doesn't mean that the end goal is this needs to be fixed. It is, man, because of what Jesus has done for us and because of what, um, he has revealed to us in his word, we could actually engage one another in a way that's going to help disciple us and in a way that's going to help us understand one another and even provide discipleship and comfort for other individuals. Yeah, I think uh, I think the only, and I already shared the pushback, but I think the only pushback I would give again is that like those people need to understand that uh, it's not a fix. Mm-hmm. That's it, you know, it's it's a yeah. it's a help. It's not it's a pushback, bro. I agreed with you. I never said it was a fix, dude. Whatever. You don't even know anything. You don't know. You know nothing. Saying I agreed. <laughs> um, but we're already at fifty-two minutes, so we got to close this up. And my phone's about to die anyway. All right. Um, but um, yeah, I, I it needs a coming a together of people. That's and. and it's going to only help if, um, if we listen, if mm-hmm. the one side listens to the other and the other side listens to that one side, uh, yeah. it, it really does come down to that. And I, I think, think I think that's why counseling that. works so well. Yeah. I think, well, I think it's interesting that you say that. I would say two things. Number one, like, um, if I think it like specifically within the church, I think if we're going to listen, right, both sides, if we're going to listen, then, I don't think we can separate, and I'm not saying you said this, but I'm, I'm, one of the things I've seen is separating the condition from, for example, what Scripture teaches. But I don't think we can separate them if we're going to properly listen to one another, because if we're going to properly listen to one another, that, then that means each party, for instance, needs to pursue humility. Yeah. That humility needs to be present if we're going to engage, educate, disciple, understand, help grow, help comfort one another. Um, all the one another's, right? All the coming alongsides, I think, are going to happen as we pursue humility. And if we're going to pursue humility, then we can't separate the teachings of Scripture from a condition. In fact, the teachings of Scripture engage um, emotions and conditions and so on and so forth. Yeah. I agree. Agree. I think uh, to close it out, um, so like with me, I've struggled with it since fourth grade. Um, I'm 36 now. Uh, there have been multiple visits to the hospital. There have been multiple, um, like, I guess, suicide attempts. There have been you guess? multiple. Well, I don't. I don't know how a better way to put it. No. Besides, I was thinking about a better way to put Harmful. it. Harmful. Harmful, harmful thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, There have been multiple uh, tons of medication, 
on and off. Um, and like I was off of them and I was done with counseling for a while and I'm back on it now. And, uh, you know, I, I think the one of the hardest things for people, and this is where I would like try to get people to hear us out, is that while on medication, it's like um, it's not a fix either. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. um, it's it's all. And you and I talked about this. Like it's simply just a balance, mm-hmm. and sometimes that balance is just uh, it just numbs you out. Um, so you don't experience an extreme high of joy. You don't experience an extreme low of depression. Um, you're just balance and maybe that's what normalcy is I don't know I wouldn't know you know I don't mm-hmm. know what being normal feels like um and so it could just be that but to me like it really just numbs me out um and at the same time uh taking medication is scary mm-hmm. um and so those of you guys struggling with depression and maybe don't want to take medication like I hear you like I mean on the medication that I'm on right now I'm risking um and I'm going to be very not PG-13 here. Um, like I'm risking um, sterilization. Uh, I'm risking um, the erectile dysfunction. Like I'm risking um, liver. Like mm-hmm. I'm risking a lot mm-hmm. uh, to just try to feel normal a little bit. And so, um, you know, like it is, is it worth it? Let me work it now. Flip. Okay, sorry, um, <laughs> Missy Elliott. What's up? Um, is it worth it? Uh, that's going to be up to you to decide. I think for me, in the state where I'm at right now, and where I need, where I want to be, um, it's worth it right now. And mm-hmm. so, um, if you need medication, use it. Uh, if you need counseling, use it. Um, and if you want people to understand you, then be humble enough to speak about it openly. And know that they're going to fail you just and as know much that they're as you are going to fail you. Fail you. Uh, yeah, you that's a good them. one. Yeah. And so if you are struggling with it, um, shoot me a message. I'd love to talk about it with you. Um, I get it. I understand it. I'm 36. It's been decades of struggling with it. Um, so, um, you know, I'm thankful that I have people around me that are willing to help me out with He's it. He's talking about you me, know? guys. Yeah, He's talking definitely. About me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, definitely. We just said it. Yeah. It's talking, talking about. Talking about. <laughs> and my dogs. Um, no, I have, I have a good group of people I'm very thankful for. Um, and so I uh, hope that this kind of teaches you guys something. Uh, I know that this is a podcast that I've been wanting to do for a little bit just because um, it's important to talk about. So with that being said, Marco, you want to give us the bendiciones? Um, yeah. Pursue humility. That's it. Pursue humility, folks. Yeah, I don't know. For, I thought I, for I real, thought I, though. I th- yeah, <laughs> for real. I, thought I, I thought I said it. Uh, we're coming up on 58, yeah. so I'll go quick. Yeah. I, again, I think um, it's in a nutshell. I don't I don't know what order I would put this in, but in a nutshell, is number one, right? Um, the authors of Scripture clearly engage... Um, their mental health, depression, and anxiety. Those are the two that we're talking about today. So the authors of scripture clearly engage them. Uh, number two, they are engaging them as they are um, turning to the Lord, crying out to the Lord, um, lamenting 
Like they're they're they are doing that. They are engaging, for instance, as they are turning to the Lord in a, in a variety of ways and a variety of emotions. Um, and number two, or number three, they're being completely honest, um, right, with their examination and evaluation. They're being totally honest. And then and then number four, as a result, whether it, it requires us to understand these uh, emotions and conditions better. Um, and at the same time, as it requires us to explain these a little bit better, both need to pursue humility. Again, if we are going to engage this properly, engage it biblically, engage it in a healthy manner, engage it so that we would disciple one another, engage it so that we would love one another well, um, then we need to do so in a way where we are pursuing humility as a result of the spirit dwelling in us. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. You know, if you're struggling with it, I think the one of the biggest things that you need to understand is that you are definitely not alone and i don't just say that like i think understanding that you're not alone will allow you to start the process of humility in order to speak about it and so um, oh i got one anyway. more i got one more oh go would, go go quick, hey, quick if you quick. are a christian you're struggling with this i would say this does not mean you are not loved boom did y'all hear that folks boom you are loved with that we dropped the mic that it. so thank you guys the confessional taco visit our Instagrams, our Facebooks, our Twitter, and our website. We'll see you guys later. Adios on the watch at the end of